Are you tired of losing your rights and freedoms? The Alberta Prosperity Project has a solution for you. Join the community and learn more at albertaprosperityproject.com. And with you on board, we can achieve freedom and prosperity for all of us. Everybody and welcome to the Rebel News Daily live stream. Right now, we are streaming on YouTube, Rumble, Getter, and Odyssey. But for all you YouTube folks, we're going to be switching things over to Rumble halfway, about halfway through the show. So make sure you click the link in the description and move on over to Rumble. How's everybody doing today, Dakota, Alexa? Dakota, this is your last day at Rebel News. What the heck? Indeed, it is. How are you, you know, feeling? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It has been a wild ride thus far. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going back to school, finish my undergrad, which I never did do. So going I'm to get indoctrinated. That. Back <laughs> back <laughs> to uh, the indoctrination camps I go. But I am looking forward to it. It's going to be great. And it's been a wonderful time here with everyone at Rebel News. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll talk more about it later on. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be doing the stream, to be joining the ladies today for the famous pink-branded Friday <laughs> live stream. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And make sure you all send in your chats throughout the show. We like to read them. It's great. It's conversational. And we appreciate your generous donations that help us keep the lights on. And, you know, especially because Dakota's leaving today, I think... I think it's safe to say we you should be sending a little more money just to give him the farewell he deserves, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Even Yeah, please send me your chats. I'd love to address anything you want to ask. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's have a good community discussion here. Let's do it. And Alexa, how are you doing today? I'm good. I think it's because um, Dakota is there, but the back screen is not pink. At least they do that mm. for you. They put it blue. <laughs> it's true. It's a little more masculine. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should switch well, it to pink. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, at least the graphic, <laughs> at least the cover graphic to the stream is still pink. It's so, true. You know what? It's and I'm wearing Balance. pink, so we're good. Yeah, and so. uh, Dakota, <laughs> did you did you take a lot of sun recently? You look like really yeah, really tan. I've been getting a lot of sun, getting super tan. I've been doing tons of running. I'm actually training to do a couple of ultra marathons in the fall, and so I, I've been spending hours outside running at a time under the sun. So I'll wow. be getting dark. Yeah, you're pretty dark, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goals, goals. Well, y'all, yeah. maybe we should jump right into our first clip here. This is a very, uh, this clip's gone pretty viral, I think, on the interwebs. And we'll oh, just yeah. let it speak for itself. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like, there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the hunter biden laptop story the new yeah, york we post had that too. yeah so you guys censored that as well so we took a different path than twitter um i mean basically the background here is the fbi i think basically came to us uh, some some folks on our team it was like hey um just so you know like you should be on high alert there was the, we we thought that there was a lot of russian propaganda in the 2016 election we have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being 
um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper-political issues, so depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much, but right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's like very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Did they, they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. It basically fit the pattern. It, have you seen like how he's actually balancing his word mm -hmm. to be careful to not tell too much, and yeah, it's actually it's really going slow and thinking of how he will explain it. But like, I do. I'm surprised. He actually didn't say it in the word, but he was actually saying like, "Oh, but we should have banned like the publication," as we we were. I a lot of people are facing shutter ban. I like some so many people say, "Oh, Alexa, like you're so like not shown in my Facebook. I have some difficulty to see like your publication," and I'm just like, "Really?" And I'm mm. I'm publishing like a lot of of like uh, my work on on Facebook and. And, and I'm not surprised of that that um, comment. And I'm surprised that they say that Twitter, you were not uh, capable to share it at all because I saw some of the publication that people was retweeting and getting viral on, on Twitter. And, and on Facebook, I didn't see anything of that. Mm. I mean, can I first just say, like, when I first saw that clip, I was surprised just to even see Mark Zuckerberg on the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast. I'm that, not an yeah. avid follower of Joe Rogan's Me podcast. Either. I mean, like I see clips and stuff from it. I'm just, I'm not a religious viewer uh, or listener, but just seeing that I'm like, okay, wait, first of all, Mark Zuckerberg was actually willing to come onto Joe Rogan's podcast. The one we always sort of glorify as the, the Lord of mm -hmm. censorship and, you know, the symbol of big tech scariness yeah. is joining one of the men that most of the internet is always calling to censor mm -hmm. and cancel and deplatform. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it's just everything he said. There's so much stuff that he says so there that's much, so yeah. fascinating. Like, okay, so we at first it used to be even just a, a theory, a conspiracy theory that, uh, oh, well, you know, all the big tech is really trying to hammer down this story and say it's fake and all of that. Uh, and then the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, it's been verified. It is a very real story, the whole Hunter Biden laptop scandal. And then to have Mark Zuckerberg just come out and say, oh, yeah, the FBI just told us be on uh, on the lookout for this sort of Russian disinformation mm. like that and saying, oh, yeah, we thought that we were thinking that fit the pattern. And and then also the fact that he stated, oh, and the FBI, which I at least personally still believe yeah. to be a legitimate institution, as in we're at the point now where it seems like you have to say that, that, well, I'm at least one of the people who still views the FBI as legitimate, whereas... The minority, like, if, <laughs> yeah. So you're in the minority when you think that the FBI is a legitimate yeah. law enforcement institution, like, and that it's not so politicized to 
sort of take away mm-hmm. from its legitimacy. I, I just think there's so much to sort of unpack from that there is. that little clip, and so uh, there's a reason it's been going viral. Well, it's interesting. Like, why is he coming out and speaking about this now? Like, why would he be so? I know you said he was being kind of calculated in mm-hmm. his delivery, but it's still fascinating that he would come out and admit this at all. And I mean, arguably, I think shadow banning is worse because that gr- mm-hmm. anything that involves a gray area is like a slippery slope, and it becomes slope, and it becomes tricky. At least when Twitter bans you or whatever, it's like that you just know they suck and they're overlords who are just admitting that they're censoring you because they don't like your ideas. Mm. But probably because everybody know that we are getting censoring. Everybody know that <laughs> we have like censorship that is, is happening. And probably Joe uh, Rogan invite uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and probably it took a while that he accept like the invitation. Probably mm. it's not the first time he did invite like uh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. And probably Mark just say, okay, like we know that uh, something is happening. Everybody is aware of it. Like uh, what I have to lose on that and uh, why not? Like probably he have like in everything that we we are seeing with like the reset, everything. Everybody's transparent. Everybody's telling the plan in advance. Mm -hmm. Everybody's telling like what they are going to do. And why not him too? Like he's telling us what they are actually doing to us and and you know what what is more outrageous at the end it's like everybody's looking at that oh yeah it's happening i'm going i'm continuing my life and like they are not like acting and saying oh but what is happening Yeah, it's like he was just kind of saying the quiet part out loud there, I think. Mm-hmm. So, it's so much like, it's like, yeah, we know there's so much shadow banning going on. We know they got all these sort of levers they're pulling there. But it's like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, even though, yeah, like you were saying, he's choosing his words carefully, but he's, you know, sort of nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, we shadow ban you. Yeah, we have control. We have certain stories mm-hmm. we look at that we sort of down uh, down rank and censor and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of goes to show when you're looking at the world through the lens of social media, there is an entire sort of you know, group of professional censors who are running those platforms, mm. who are controlling the way you see everything. Everything there, there's a very complex system of checks and balances and controls that are in the hands of a handful of people who are at these companies whose job it is to make sure you see mm. what they want you to see. So yeah, something to always keep the in narrative, mind. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think uh, he has like a, like, do you think he's enjoying this aspect of what they've done throughout the election, like censoring and stuff? Or do you think he's having a change of heart? I mean, he is having a conversation with Joe Rogan, who we know is, you've already mentioned, wide, widely censored. So it's interest, It's just interesting. I just, I'm trying to unpack why he decided to go and admit this, mm-hmm. even though we do know it. Like, don't you guys think there's something a little suspect about that? Like, is he trying to admit from a place of that relates more to conservatives or free speech advocates? Or do you think he's just being like, a World Economic Forum sinister globalist who's like, this is the plan, mwahaha, you know? Um, I would say like, probably, as you you know, like a lot of people are like banning uh, Facebook for the fact that people are being banned, censored. A lot of people are changing platform or abandoning Facebook that is mm. actually not good for Facebook as well because without uh, people on Facebook, if he's losing people, he's losing money. So um, probably maybe telling the truth to the people who actually are asking for that question. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, um, yeah, maybe to gain more trust on the people who are using Facebook to just say, hey, 
yeah, if something is happening, we we were asked by the FBI, mm -hmm. like just to remove the um, how you say it, like uh, it's not my fault. Yeah, we've been just place blame. Yeah. yeah, put the blame on someone. I was like, I think, yeah, it's definitely trying to kind of connect with people. Kind of, it's an opportunity. It's a PR move to sort of come out as more relatable. Like we know Facebook was under fire, like a lot of fire when they rebranded as Meta, trying to sort of shed some of their past controversies. And yeah, I think because we think of Mark Zuckerberg as just some robot up, you know, living in his big He's tech. He's a cyborg. Sort of, yeah, cyborg <laughs> yeah. plugged in. But I think he is, you know, I think he's finally taking the opportunity to try and just kind of come out and be like, yeah, it was the FBI, you know, we were just following what they told us to do. And, you know, this is how the process works and just trying to come off as a little more mm -hmm. authentic and relatable, relatable, which, I mean, mm -hmm. you can take that other ways. Like, it's interesting. I'm like, at least he's being real with us. Yeah. You know, I'll take it. I respect the transparency, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. it's something, as we've already discussed, that we've all known all along. So it's, mm -hmm. it is a little bit refreshing when they admit their sins. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. just like, stop lying to us. Just like, like tell us how it is. Yeah, just tell us you, you hate know. us. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Because a lot of people want the truth. They crave for the truth. They want what is happening, and mm. and unfortunately we don't get it. No. And it's a bit abusive and it's gaslighting when we know we're being censored or shadow banned, mm -hmm. and they refuse to admit it. It's like I literally and it drives you mad, you yeah. know. So it's it, yeah, it's it's interesting. Also, it's in, it'll be fascinating to see where this goes, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if anything further comes from this. Yeah, or, if, or yeah, let's see if this is just sort of the start of more things to come out, or if this is a one shot. But yeah, yeah, there's like I said before, there's a reason this is going viral because mm -hmm. some people were like, yes, he's finally just here on the world's largest podcast, just telling us how it is. Yeah. So it's shocking. Yeah, and it's so big story. Okay, I will say you something. It's so a big story. It's such a big like revelation, uh, but we knew about it, but it's a revelation from the mouth of the, the person who created. How many mainstream media did report on this? Mm, it's true. <laughs> How many do you think? Well, none in Quebec, I didn't see <laughs> yeah. any. I didn't see anything <laughs> yeah, either. <exactly>. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see CNN and is the only one that I saw like a mm. clip on Twitter from, uh, from uh, that event, but nothing here. I didn't uh, hurt so far. Like they are more like uh, into uh, Facebook. Like what is going on there? Like who did something wrong or whatever? But nothing about it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he will face any backlash from this, like in his own company. Like, do you think? Like, mm. was he speaking candidly, and he was just like, "Crap, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that," or? Like I wonder if I wonder if he'll face any rep, like be reprimanded for this at all. Do you guys think? So? I don't, no, I don't the, think so. It's the, it's the head, a head yeah. of Facebook is the head yeah. of Meta. It is the one who decide everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no one's safe though from yeah. uh, criticism or it's cancellation. True. But it's, yeah, it's just it's really interesting. Um, do you have any final thoughts? This is your last yeah. live stream. You know Take it away. It's, it's fascinating enough. No, I, th I think you know. I think we've kind of uh, touched on this well enough, and there's so much more to talk about yeah. here. I say we keep pushing through. Let's do it. All right. So we have a fun little ad to show y'all. As you know, Mocha and Celine, two of our amazing journalists, followed the convoy from Alberta to Ottawa last winter, and they have created a, like a full documentary. And you mm -hmm. can check it out, uh, some trailers and some clips at convoydocumentary.com, and there you can also chip in to fund the production and marketing costs. But we have a trailer to show y'all, and you don't want to miss it. So, Mr. Producer, are we able to get that up? We 
We started off this convoy calling it Taking Back Our Freedoms. But our freedoms are nobody's to take away. So we're gonna restore everybody's freedoms. People came here wanting to only do a day, and uh, the word with all the truckers is they're now staying for many days. You know, like a lot of people now are planning on days and days in Ottawa. So, we are here to end the mandate. I am not leaving. But we get what we want. We're not going to give up. I'm on lunch. I could be on lunch a long, long time. Well, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the full thing. I started watching some of it, and it's really well produced. Moka did a great job. Yeah, I think he did a really good job of capturing a lot of what it was really like in Ottawa. Because for those of you who are avid Rebel News followers, you know we've already uh, long released the documentary on the Coots blockade. Mm -hmm. That was from Kian, who did a great job on that. Uh, and of course, being in Toronto here, I, I was never over there, and it was really great to get a feel of what it was like there at on the, the ground, Alberta yeah. border at the Coots blockade. But having been in Ottawa myself reporting on it at the height of it, like it, it's so cool to see just how well Mocha was able to capture everything. And it was really cool to see his journey from Alberta to Ottawa, sort of get that perspective. And then, yeah, what it was like on the ground there, because like looking back, the more sort of we move forward and are able to look back on what happened with the convoy, it really was such a pivotal moment for us like i think it's it's going to be such a an historical moment and i think mocha did such a good job capturing that so convoydocumentary.com highly recommend check it out yeah and subscribe to rebel news plus to watch it now mm -hmm. it's only eight yeah. bucks a month y'all and i i think it's worth getting the early access you get to see it before anyone else in the world so i don't know i like exclusive yeah. things so subscribe to rebel news plus check it out uh, other great documentaries also available so do it do it. We have a couple of chats before we get into our next topic, so we'll just maybe peruse through these. This is from mm. Adam Ottawa. Thank you for your dollar. Our trusted lunch item, Chunky Soup, is the latest victim of just inflation. Their tins of sh soup shrank from 540 milliliters to 515 milliliters, but their price didn't get adjusted accordingly. Read your labels, people. Mm. Oh, yeah. Read your label. Yeah, because there might be the bugs in it. Shrinkflation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So actually, I went to the grocery yesterday and I was just picking like some random juice and produce. And I found, I think, six or seven items that is dye with uh, Coachella, Coachella, uh, Coachinelle, hmm. like uh, the bugs. Yeah. Wow. Well, this one's right on topic. Another chat here from Adam Ottawa, another dollar. He says, Alexa, imagine chunky soup with floating chunks of crickets. Yummo. Yummo. <laughs> right up your alley, girl. <laughs> right up your alley. If, if I have that, I would bring it to Justin Trudeau and say, this is your next nice meal. <laughs> mm, delicious. Remember, folks listening, if you donate $100 via chat, Alexa will eat a bug live on the air. You don't want to miss that, especially on Dakota's last day. Come on, he's dying yeah. to see uh, that. Maybe, 
Maybe like oh, the... Oh, you and your bugs, they're always like really handy. Man, scorpion. <laughs> she just has them like yeah, all around I've her. said before, like I personally am not opposed to just trying the bugs for the sake of the experience. But uh, He's the when fed. You, dumb the fed, yeah, guys. <laughs> but uh, when you have the top-down government policies coming in here and forcing you to uh, pay $100 for a pound mm. of meat or uh, otherwise you can eat your tasty bugs, that's not cool. Yeah. yeah. But I would say, like, advertise, don't do what I'm doing. I'm a professional. <laughs> it's dangerous to do what I'm doing. So don't do it because insect is actually not really good for your health. So no. if you're not a professional like me, don't do it. But <laughs> donate 100 bucks so we can watch the professional do it. How about that? <laughs> um, this next clip is also pretty interesting. You all have probably seen the word groomer floating around the internet. I think we've yep. all been uh, privy to that. So let's play this fun little clip from Tucker. In the UK, one of the last seen people in that denomination, we're grateful to have him join us tonight. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Robinson, thank you so much uh, for coming on tonight. So minor attracted person, what, what do you make of that? Tucker, let's not mince our words here. This is the greatest evil there is. What we're talking about is the normalization of pedophilia. That is all we're seeing here. And you're right, they're reclaiming the words. They're taking over the language and defining it in a very clever way. Because once they say, these are not pedophiles, these are minor attracted people, they can say they're also vilified, as we heard there, persecuted. And then they'll say they are an oppressed minority group, and therefore they deserve to be a protected characteristic. And then, all of a sudden, we have pedophiles or pedophiles being protected under the law. And that's what they're after here. And it's very, very there's nothing more dangerous. Well, that's right, and it's a tell. I mean, if you are with someone on the playground or at your kid's school who uses the phrase minor attracted persons, I think it's fair to call the police right away because you know what that person's intent is. Like, what, what, what else are they saying? They're excusing pedophilia. Absolutely, and there's three sides to this. So, of course, firstly, they take over the language, and that is so that they can break down the boundaries. And then, thirdly, that's so they can break down family and society. And that's what this has always been about. You know, some of us have been warning about this for years and have been called conspiracy theorists. But there's a reason that there's the mantra "love is love," because if love means love for anyone, there's no boundaries involved there. And then, when we're talking in an age where someone could define their race, someone can define their gender, and someone can define their sex or any other immutable characteristics, why would they not be able to define their age? If you can say, I identify as a woman, what's to stop you saying, I identify as a 12-year-old girl? And if love is love, and you are identifying as a 12-year-old girl, what is to stop you from having a relationship with another 12-year-old girl, biological or non-biological? This is the problem we find ourselves in. This is why they're redefining the language. This is why they're breaking down the boundaries. It's wicked, it's evil, and we must do everything we can to stop it and protect our children. It's amazing. Are you really an Anglican deacon? <laughs> just about. The Church of England did not want me, but I'm still an Anglican just outside of the Church of England. There's a long, uh, there's a big battle against wokeness going on. Well, we're rooting for you. Thank you, Kevin Robinson. Thanks so much. God bless. Good to see you soon. Well, mm. I love uh, Tucker. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a funny yeah. guy. He hits the nail on the head. I mean, he always does. Yeah. Any first initial thoughts on that, um, Dakota? Yeah. Well, yeah, Alexa? Oh, yeah, yeah. Alexa, go uh, ahead. No, but I was just saying, like, of course they would try to um, try to remove. I, 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 I don't know how to explain, like, you know, pedophile is like something, you are pedophile because you do aggression and you do rape of children. Why we will diminish what it is? 
they are what they are mm -hmm. and they try just to to remove a little bit of the weight and the pressure of uh, what they are but I think like it's like now if you if you is you, if you are like a conspiracy theory from like a freedom convoy or something like that you are the, one of the worst person in the world but if you're a pedophile it's okay you're just a minor like lover or minor i don't know what but i'm just like are you mm -hmm. kidding me like now they have more privilege that people will fight for their freedom are you kidding yeah, I mean, like it, it sort of fits that whole pattern there, sort of like what uh, what Calvin Robinson was talking about on that clip, where it's sort of been this slow movement towards that. And like, yes, you can Slippery say, slope. yes, you can say, like, there are people who are minor attracted persons who have that urge within them who are attracted to minors, but that does not excuse behavior in terms of grooming and molesting children because that's what it is you know if you're having sexual relations with a minor that is a crime that is illegal it should remain illegal and he sort of he hits an nail on the head in terms of they're trying to act as if they are simply misunderstood victims mm -hmm. here uh where you know what they there are people who may very well feel that way but they should be receiving help from a qualified mental health professional rather than acting out on their urges and abusing children because the children will be the victims here. We're perpetually seeing children who are suffering incredible harms based off of these trends in our society. Yeah. When you look at us like giving children double mastectomies and like gender affirming hysterectomies, like Boston Children's Hospital, I think it was last week, they came out and saying, oh yeah, we offer you know gender affirming hysterectomies and then uh, for young children basically, and then they sort of backpedaled and said, oh no, we only do that for those who are 18 and older. But mm -hmm. even still, like you have children who are being like mutilated and abused, taking puberty blockers, like stuff yep. where it's like society has put on them that, oh, it's okay if you feel confused about your gender to just go ahead and like mutilate your own body and then afterwards oh. have to suffer the consequences of that throughout the rest of your life. Like we're pushing this onto kids and the kids are the ones who are suffering from this. And at one point we're gonna be looking back on this at some point down the road and being like, holy, what was society thinking? Just how backwards have we become? Yeah, it's like our society yeah. just literally hates children and we're experimenting on them and they're unconsenting subjects to these cons uh, experiments. Like adults are supposed to be looking out for their best interest. And we saw that throughout the pandemic, even the way our government treated children, you know, with like, keeping them away from their friends and so and so forth. So, yeah, it's just the most evil thing. Like this is the most evil thing I think happening in our world right now. And to Calvin's point, like this is this is like the hill that everyone should be trying to die on right now is making sure that our kids are protected and that this slippery slope, like what what's next? Like if once this becomes normalized, because we know it will, what's next? Like it's going to be even more sinister and just depraved, I think. Like mm -hmm. ugh, it makes me like my skin crawl, like thinking about it. Like an example, like it just happened in Quebec. I'm just throwing that like it's just like a sex offender who actually aggressed is, um, I think it was his wife with a, a knife on his, uh, on her throat to have sex with her. Um, now he claimed to be a woman to have like a, a less uh, big sentence uh, against him. It's like everybody can now claim to be like another like gender or another like what is going on? Why we let that happen? Where is the line that we should not cross? I have the impression they have no line. Just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You're free to do. This is actually this man. Do you think that he's looked like a woman? I don't think that he's looked like a woman. He's so delicate mm -hmm. and pretty. 
for yeah. sure. And the thing is, like, <laughs> and everyone keeps giving into this stuff, even though they know that, like, absolutely how ridiculous this sort of thing is. No one wants to be under attack themselves. They don't want the mob to come after them. They don't want to be canceled or deplatformed uh, because we have such, like, we either resort to mob rule on the one hand, where you have just these, we let these few very loud individuals sort of crowd around people the minority, and shout them yeah. down, or we resort to sort of authoritarian rule as we've seen through the pandemic, where you have this authoritarian pandemic COVID response, where the government is basically crushing anyone who tries to dissent from their public health policies. And then people sort of like proactively end up controlling their own behavior so as to prevent the government cracking down on them, as we're seeing with all sorts of things like we'll get into this later, like Western University's booster mandate, where they're going ahead and they're mandating everyone has to be fully vaccinated and boosted and be wearing masks and all of this, which is well beyond what the government guidance is. But they're just trying to prevent themselves being shut down or locked down in the future. And now even the government has been coming out and saying, you know, Western, you're going too far stop this you know like you're going beyond our guidance and this is too much but they're still doing it because we've so many different groups of people and different institutions who are terrified of being cracked down on again so they're trying to protect themselves protect their own interests and it's just this terrible pattern that so many of us and so many groups and organizations and organizations and institutions have mm-hmm. fallen into because of this authoritarian pattern that has been playing out over the past couple of years. But how gross that people are so scared uh, and so worried about being called a bigot that they would let, like they're fine with kids being mm-hmm. exposed to these sorts of things and these ideologies and drag queen story are in the name of inclusivity when it's, we know it's going to be harmful. We know it's not right. We know that innocence should be preserved in children. Like it's just so selfish that these people are so concerned about what other people think about them. Like, no, you should be, you know, more concerned about protecting our children who are going to be growing. Like, they're the future of this this country, of this world, you know? So it's just, it's crazy that there's no concern for that. I just... This topic gets me pretty yeah, heated. <laughs> uh, as well, you know, what? we should we should touch on uh, the interprovincial predator, as we have termed yes. him. Yes. Um, real quick, before we move on to other topics, there. So this is an interior health. I think it was the former, uh, like, chief medical officer for the interior, uh, interior like BC's yeah. interior health, uh, you know, public health agency. Uh, and he was being charged with child sex crimes, which both happened, I believe, in BC and Alberta, which is why we were termed him the interprovincial predator. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It goes to show uh, this public health. Uh, the expert, the, the expert, so-called the, expert. The top doctor, yeah. as they call him, uh, apparently has been charged with child sex crimes. So it kind of falls in line with what we've been talking about, about this predatory nature in so many people is out there. And there are these groomers all over. Yeah. And do you think it's a result of like our society and culture like normalizing this is this why more people are because it seems like we're hearing so many more stories about these types of instances mm-hmm. and it's it's scary yeah absolutely like if, i feel like we're just we're in such a backwards place in society mm-hmm. where it's like we glorify anything that Pleasure. is pleasurable that is immoral like I, I think if if you look at the pandemic guidance it's almost the perfect uh, sort of example of that, where you look at, say, like, oh, like, first of all, we're going to fine you, we're going to lock you in your homes. If you try to interact with anyone else, we're going to come down hard on you. If you try to gather for church, we're going to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and shut down your churches. Oh, but if you want to go out and have sex with strangers, no problem. Get Just make sure pox. you wear a mask. Yeah. Like, Just <laughs> you know, like that, that was the literal public health guidance. Like, yeah. all right, you know, we understand people have these urges. We're not going to step on that because we can't look like we're a bunch of, uh, you know, wet blanket conservatives here who are getting down and uh, hurting you 
get in the way of your fun time. So go ahead out, go ahead, go out, have sex with strangers, just make sure you wear your mask and then you're doing the responsible thing. And it's like, there's just such inconsistency, <laughs> so inconsistency in those sort of guidelines. But I think that just, that just goes to show, like I was saying that everything is backwards. We glorify, you know, to quote Isaiah, call good evil and evil good. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's literally where we are in the world today. It's so, so depraved, yes. Well, this has been fun. Um, so much fun. Maybe we should just uh, do one quick chat before we throw to an ad. Uh, so this is from TZ Burton. Thank you for your $5. Good luck with your studies, Dakota. Tell Alexa to stop eating bugs. <laughs> well, I, so I just say, if this is actually like for professional, don't do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Well, let's throw to our next ad here. We have another documentary produced by BC's Drea and mm -hmm. Matt about the unmarked graves that were discovered a, a couple years ago. And you can go to camloopsdocumentary.com to also watch this trailer and chip in to fund the production and marketing costs. I'll let, I'll let it speak for itself. Well, the remains of 215 children have been found in a mass grave in Canada. Many of you know that just over a year ago, the discovery of the remains of 215 children was found at the Kamloops Indian Residential School at the Tecumloops Shiswemek First Nation. But what if I were to show you that what I just said wasn't true, and that in fact, a year later, not a single body has been found? This mass grave is a painful reminder of the genocide. Canada's leaders aren't condemning the burning of churches. No, they're endorsing the burning of churches. A juvenile rib bone that surfaced in the same area. You'd be surprised the number of people who say, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a paramedic. This is definitely a human bone, and it's That looks great. Yeah. Another yeah. doc I'm excited for. It's going to be so good. I'm very excited. It, me too. It's like one of the um, documentaries that I'm actually waiting like a lot for it. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see it, guys. So make sure you go to camloopsdocumentary.com and chip in a few bucks. We appreciate your generous donations. As you know, we're 100% viewer funded. So any dollar, any and every dollar really does help. Um, so I think we're going to head off of YouTube here because we're about to get spicy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, sorry, yeah, everything I was talking there about the Westerns, uh, booster mandates, yes. talking about COVID vaccines, all of that. We know YouTube does not like us when we start to talk about the vaccine. Which we uh, love. Get your yeah, boosters. 100% safe and very effective. Uh, it absolutely stops transmission. It uh, is 100% effective in preventing mm -hmm. uh, symptoms of the disease. So remember, we love the COVID-19 vaccine. However, if you would like to hear more about Western's booster mandate, about a couple of clips, we'd love to show you breaking down some of that COVID-19 vaccine science. Again, safe and very effective. Love the vaccine. Please do go down to the description below. In, if you're on YouTube, go down to that description, click the link over to Rumble. It's the exact same stream, but we can speak very, very freely without having to worry about YouTube, you know, giving us any flags, any strikes in our channel. So, you know, we're trying to stay alive to reach out to people on YouTube, but we got to self-censor a little bit there. So. All right. Before we get into the boosters, we have a couple more chats here, actually. Uh, so we have three here. Mm. Um, I'll just read the first one while you load your phone there. So this is from Adam Ottawa. Thank you for your dollar. If you haven't heard, Wendy's Canada, home of the beef, just showed their wokeness. They changed Wendy's hair color to gray to support Lisa LaFleur. <laughs> Wait, is that true? Is that true? That's insane. No, no that has to it's be It's been true. It's true. Our verified? producer is telling us this say, is that's, true. That's oh, a good joke. 
Oh my gosh. Well, well that's uh, one way to show your support. Um, that's yeah. so hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, like, to be fair, like, you know, that whole thing, like, I, I wouldn't go so far as, you know, changing Wendy's hair because no, she's a young man. redhead. But, like, the whole thing about you should be able to show off your grayness, like, I'm, yes. all, in, I'm all in support of that. You know, it's you a get, little bit sexist, yeah, frankly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, all that stuff. Like, I'm totally down with that about aging gracefully and letting yourself go gray and not trying to, like, fight against nature with, you know, women yeah. who feel like so they have to be dyeing their hair or, you know, doing up crazy makeup or getting Botox or facelifts or whatever to try and fight aging. Like, you know what, just age gracefully and be yourself. I'm all with that movement, but that's hilarious that when he's so actually changed to gray, I mean, my goodness, people. Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's a say. little bit the same as, um, you know, um, Uncle Ben. They remove uh, Uncle Ben from the brand because it, they say like, for the black people, like it was racist, so they just remove it and uh, uh, the syrup as well, like uh, hunt sir the hunt sir syrup, they remove her too mm -hmm. from the brand. I'm just like, why? It's there since a while. The, it, it, I, no, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like they're rewriting history in a way when they do yeah. things like that, just to appease the vocal minority. But I think in this case, it's it's probably temporary. But in, yeah, in the instances, you're right. It's strange that they're changing these crazy brands that we've all grown up with. They're mm -hmm. they're um, it's yeah, it's so it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's too weird. I think we got a couple more chats here. Yeah, Soaring Eel gives us $99. Thank Ooh, you so much, Soaring Eel. Not Yield. quite 100 <laughs> short. Well, the topic of this chat, Alexa, don't eat the bugs. She kept it a dollar under. Good on you, Soaring Eagle. Dakota, good health and best of luck always. Aww, thank so you cute. so much. That's, That's so right. sweet. That's well, thank really you for fun. your very generous donation. Yeah. One dollar more, though, and you would have seen her eat that bug. Oh, incredible. <laughs> We got one more here from Adam Ottawa. Thank you for your dollar. This is the perfect storm at the front line if we have drag folk, groom, and children. In the background, we have the real pervs wanting to make themselves a new class of vulnerable people, huh? Yeah, it's very sinister. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's really all I could say. It's yeah. uh, sinister indeed. And people should be very vigilant. Just protect the kids. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. You know, if, well, if they're your own children, watch out. If they're other people's children, watch, watch out. out for them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, King7734, this is our most recent chat. <laughs> a hole will be left at Rebel News. A Dakota. Which, uh, oh, I'm flattered, and I also think that's hilarious. Alexa, I think that's a dig at your accent, the way you say my name. I think, you know, if I, Dakota. You know, Dakota? I, yeah, see, Dakota, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think that's good. That's so sweet. That's good. Well, thank you, everyone, for your chats. Yeah. We'll continue to read them throughout the show. We, own, we have about 10 minutes left, so be sure to get them in, mm -hmm. y'all. All right, yeah. let's jump into this booster story. Yeah, this COVID stuff. Y'all boosted? Oh, yeah. Y'all getting boosted? Y'all getting boosted? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really interesting stuff to talk about here. Yes. So I think, like, first off, I guess just to set the stage, if you're not familiar, this has been sort of going around the internet quite a bit. But so Western University has has announced very last minute, because classes are starting in just a couple weeks, uh, they said that they are going to be requiring a that all students be fully vaccinated and have a booster dose, and they're going to have masks, going to have to require medical grade face masks in instructional spaces. All of that, uh, University of Toronto before them announced a booster mandate exclusively for those in residence. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been a lot of backlash against this, thankfully. It's yeah. been, been very good to see. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of people who, because before with the mandates and stuff, people were a little more afraid. COVID felt a lot more real for people. A lot more unknown. And 
I feel like there's an, uh, there's an extra swath of a population who's pulled into this when you start with a booster mandate. Because a lot of people said, okay, I'll get the vaccine. I'll take my two doses. But that's it. Like, all this talk of boosters, like, I'm taking my two For doses. Life. You told me I, I would get my vaccine and I'd be done with this and we move on. That has not happened. And I feel like there are a lot of people who have been saying, you know what? No, I'm drawing the line there. I'm not getting these boosters. Um, mm -hmm. because Who has the you time lied to me. <laughs> to go get boosted every six months? Who has the time? Uh, it's I like mean, hard enough going yeah. to the dentist. You're like, well, now I got to go get boosted every six or seven months. Like, yeah. So, and, been, and, oh, so yeah. sorry. Uh, well, uh, let me just let me just finish my my thought here. What I was saying is, um, it's been great to see a lot of backlash, mm -hmm. and there are a, a series of protests that are planned at Western for, I believe, tomorrow and this weekend. I might need to double check the details there. But there, I know there yeah, are multiple. I think we have it here. Yeah, multiple protests planned by both students uh, and concerned parents. Uh, and others in the community who are going to be coming out for these protests. So, I mean, I am supportive of peacefully exercising your mm -hmm. right to free speech and protesting against discriminatory mandates such as this. I'll say that. So uh, if you're in the London area, I'd recommend going and checking it out, showing your support for this sort of thing. Um, it's been great to see the level of support yes. from a lot of people there. It's refreshing. And it's been interesting. We're going to be getting into some stories here about how, as I had mentioned previously, the Ontario government, the Ontario Science Table, their guidance is going against what Western is doing. And they've been saying, like, you are going too far. You don't need to feel like you need to protect yourself or the in-person mm -hmm. experiences they said like this. So it's really interesting to see that now even the Ford government is saying, we know you're a private institution technically, but uh, you know what? You should just follow our guidance and we are the big you know, men in charge here. Listen to us. Don't be going your own way. It's, it's very interesting to see. Yeah, it's so funny. And before we get into the story, uh, uh, the Democracy Fund, you all know the mm -hmm. Democracy Fund, love the Democracy Fund. They uh, have launched basically an application process where if you are being forced to take a booster and you're like, heck no, I'm not into that, you can fill out a form at noforceboosters.com and they may be able to help you or offer mm. you free legal defense, maybe. Um, and mm -hmm. there you can also chip in to crowdfund these lawyers because as you know, lawyers are extremely expensive. But on the plus side, your generous donations will also, you'll get a, a charitable tax receipt with all your donations. So make sure it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. You're you know fighting against discrimination and you get a tax break. So why the heck not, you know? Yeah. So go to noforceboosters.com and there's also a petition for you to sign. And this is so funny because our chair of, of Quebec in immunization just say recently that they will not treat um, with the children as um, the COVID, they would just put it as a respiratory disease hmm. because um, the disease in children is less than influenza. Yeah. And now wow. they're all talking about obligated people to get the booster shot. And our, um, I think it's our public of health. I don't know if it's him or it's co-worker, but they say that what they are giving to people is the same shot than the Yuan um, uh, virus. And now it's mutated so much that it's not really efficient. So now, as you know, in the fall, they are, they are coming to with a new vaccine, but they add Omicron on it. So, um, but Omicron is past already. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where they are going with like all these new vaccine and these new booster, but I have the impression that as we know, a lot of people are, we're talking about the fact that in the hospital is mostly vaccinated. 
Mm -hmm. And I think Tucker Carlson did talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be getting to that Tucker clip there. Um, another thing you just kind of reminded me, uh, with the Ontario government saying to Western, like, no, you shouldn't be doing this, I, I thought it was fascinating to see that they had said, I forget which, which part uh, I had read this, but it was someone among them, I think it might have been um, their public health, uh, some public health official saying this, but they're basically saying, like, you know, Western, you're going too far. You should follow our guidance. And it should be far more of a personal choice whether to get boosted, especially among the age demographic of students, of young adults, because there is a significant risk factor with these vaccines. There is the chance of myocarditis or adverse reactions, like all sorts of issues. And you, you should not be forcing this on them. It should be a personal choice made weighing the benefits and the risks, your own situation, whether or not you yourself are immunocompromised, whether or not you yourself are okay with the risk of certain heart issues, myocarditis, um, other adverse events and reactions that happen with the vaccines. And it was just so, I guess, it was both odd, like it was refreshing in one way to see them saying this, but also being like, late. a little too late, guys. Where have you been saying this for the past couple of years? But I mean, it, I guess, you know. Better I, late than never. Better late than never. It's yeah. been very great to see the Ontario government finally saying, you know, guys, there is risk to these vaccines. Yeah. It should be a personal choice, a personal risk assessment made, an individual decision, and that mandating these boosters for all students who want to attend your university and denying those who are unable or who do not want to do that uh, education is wrong. And I'm like, wow, yeah. thank you. Finally, someone. Especially, this. you know, when the, the data is out there and we can all easily ex access it. And, it. and one of the things this, this Brian Lilly article touches on, it says that just 1% of the nearly 14,000 COVID deaths registered in Ontario were in people under the age of 40. So we know that young people are not at risk of death when they, when they contract the virus. So why are mm -hmm. we pushing this on the youngest and healthiest people in our province? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? It's insane. Yeah. And it's one, it's one thing if you truly believe that it is 100% safe and sure. effective. But uh, no, I'm sorry, it is not. It's been debunked. So, uh, we are off of YouTube, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah because I, I feel like almost no one nowadays would argue with you that it is not effective. Anyone can see that you get the, the, the vaccinated are still getting COVID, still getting very severe symptoms. Like it's not stopping transmission in the slightest. And then the safety thing, like there are tons of adverse, uh, adverse events, so many instances of myocarditis and pericarditis and so many other adverse reactions to these vaccines and more that we haven't even seen yeah, yet we, we've confirmed like the conspiracy theory of oh no like women's issues like issues with pregnancy and mm -hmm. with, menstru with your menstrual cycles, uh, menstrual cycles and reproductive health that all st uh, studies have been coming out showing that that has been affected like there's mm -hmm. so much more of the sudden adult death syndrome which is mm -hmm. just suddenly a thing now where oh yeah we're having all these uh, instances of sudden death among uh, young adults here which we can't really explain and you know we can't really link to the vaccine we're not sure mm -hmm. but there is highly suspect stuff there. I mean, but there are so many issues that are 100% linked to the vaccine where it is a very real risk that you're taking upon yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's just unacceptable to be forcing that onto anyone. No, it's, it's yeah. evil. Yeah. But why why we don't like look at the clip that I was talking before? Uh, I think uh, it's really interesting. Um, yes, good call. Are you talking about the Tucker clip here? I think so. Oh, oh yes, one. let's play this clip We got producer Efron here who's got one clip to show. He's talking, this is yeah. uh, Dr. Moore, the Ontario's Chief Medical yeah. Officer of Health, talking about uh, the risk of myocarditis uh, in young yeah. people taking the vaccine. And then we'll go to that Tucker Carlson clip talking about yeah. uh, reviewing some of the vaccine science. So let's play this clip here. I just recommend it to everybody instead of saying it's a personal decision. Because at present, we're doing a risk-based approach. What's the risk? 
The risk, uh, there's always a risk to, uh, to having any therapeutic, to, uh, to having any therapeutic, 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 therapeutic versus a benefit. You want to make sure there's a very strong benefit uh, versus the risk. If we're an 18-year-old healthy individual, the risk, the risk to getting hospitalized if we have no medical illness uh, is very, very low. We know there is a risk, a very small risk, one in 5,000 that may get myocarditis, for example, uh, and uh, you'd have to have that discussion on the risk benefit of a complication from the vaccine versus a benefit of decreased hospitalization. What's so frustrating, though, is that young, healthy people got the vaccine because they were doing their part. And now they're coming out years later saying like two years later, I guess the vaccine rolled out about a year ago, but saying that, oh, no, no, now it's a risk versus reward thing that you need to weigh on a personal scale it's like well some people have literally had heart issues now that they're they're going to have to deal with for the rest of their life but thanks kieran moore thank yeah. you one on five thousand i don't don't know if you remember when all of the journal not all but most of the journalists of ruben news went to vaccination clinic mm-hmm. and we asked for oh what is the risk of myocarditis mm. and do you remember how much they say that it was I don't. I remember watching that. It was a great yeah. thing from Mocha that I, yes. I remember he put that video together, but I don't remember the yeah. response. Do you remember the uh, answer? It was all different. It was way more higher than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one on, I think, like, I don't know how many uh, hundreds of thousand people or maybe like it was it was not as low as one on 5,000. Mm-hmm. No. So you're saying and people were not given informed consent <laughs> is what you're so, yeah. saying. So yeah. we, we just discover after not even yeah, after a year that oh it's way more myocarditis than what we were saying at the beginning. So that was not an informed consent at all because mm-hmm. nobody knew what was the real like uh, the, real the real number, number on yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's madness. Yeah. Highly recommend checking that out. That was a great report from Mocha. I think we just mm-hmm. called that like informed consent or something like yeah. that. Rebel News yeah. exclusive. But that was that was a great report. I think where, it came yeah, out last fall. A yeah. bunch, yeah. of, bunch of our journalists went undercover to vaccine clinics to try and see if they were giving informed consent. And uh, sorry to spoil it for you, but they were not. Yeah. Uh, nope. No. All right. We have a couple more chats here and then let's finish up maybe with this Tucker clip. Mm-hmm. So this is from Fraser McBurney. Thank you for your one dollar. Why did Trudeau change his hairstyle to look like Alfred E. Newman? <laughs> it's because his old hairstyle looked like his father's hairstyle, Castro. Ooh, baby. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh boy. Burn. <laughs> yeah. His new haircut looks so bad. It's really ugly. Oh, yeah. I think that this might cost him any future elections. It's mm. so bad. I think we got a couple more here. Yeah, Adam Ottawa says, Godspeed, Dakota. Don't give up the fight for freedom. Thank you so much, Adam Ottawa. I absolutely shall not. And I will watch say- Watch he does. Watch I will. I'll he become becomes like, indoctrinated. Become indoctrinated, <laughs> some absolute shill. But I was. it has been an absolute pleasure the past year and a half I've been here. During some of our country's you know, darkest times, I would say one of its darkest hours, in in its history and uh it's been an absolute pleasure working alongside some exceptional people here fighting for freedom in canada trying to do some good journalism and inject some sense in here telling the other side of the story and you know on that note of uh because we were talking about the no force boosters campaign and how the democracy fund is giving some help there i just want to throw out there that like one of the things that really first caught my attention with rebel news and got me interested in working with rebel news 
was sort of the inception of the democracy fund and the fight the fines campaign that Rebel News had started. Because that made me think whenever someone kind of threw out like really Dakota Rebel News, they're kind of extreme. Do you want to be working for them? <laughs> and uh, the thing I would always kind of throw out there is like, look at what they're doing to actually help the least among us in society, those who are facing insane, unjust pandemic fines, putting their money where their mouth is to kind of help the little guy fight these absolutely ridiculous fines. And then from that was born the Democracy Fund, which is now a completely independent registered Canadian charity dedicated to upholding civil liberties, fighting for the little guy, standing up against big government overreach. Um, I just want to say I'm incredibly proud of what Rebel News has been able to accomplish and what the Democracy Fund is still doing in that work, like helping fight discriminatory booster mandates and helping students who feel like their lives are being torn from them because of these unjust mandates. So just want to throw it out there. Thank you so much, Adam Ottawa, for that. And Shauna Marie G83, who also says, all the best, Dakota. So much love and respect for everyone at Rebel. Wow. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Very sweet. Thank you all for your generous donations. Should we want to just finish things off with this Tucker Carlson clip, and then we'll let you all get back to lunch or whatever the heck you're doing. <laughs> Let's do it. over now. Now that we can blame Donald Trump for the vaccine, we can finally tell the truth about the vaccine without being fired or attacked or thrown off the internet. We really should have thought of this earlier because it feels good, the freedom of this. So let's take a moment to talk about Donald Trump's vaccine and why it seems to be, among other things, dramatically raising death rates among young people. According to data from New Zealand, the government there, for example, children were vaccinated between the ages of 10 and 19 were more likely not less likely, more likely to die within a month of vaccination than those who didn't take the vaccine in the same age group. And it's not just the New Zealand government that has found this. This summer, a Dutch researcher called Andre Rader published a paper entitled COVID-19 Vaccinations and All-Cause Mortality. The research analyzed hundreds of cities and towns. What did it find? Quote, we could not observe a mortality reducing effect of vaccination in Dutch municipalities after vaccination and booster campaigns. We did find a four sigma significant mortality enhancing effect during the two periods of high unexplained excess mortality. Oh, so the data suggest, don't prove but suggest, the vaccine may be killing people. Unexplained mortality is also on the rise in many other countries, Australia, England, Wales. But as Alex Berenson reported on his Substack recently, the Canadian government is seeing a similar problem at huge scale. As of this summer, people who took Donald Trump's vaccine in the Canadian province of Manitoba are roughly 50% more likely than the unvaccinated to be hospitalized or die from COVID. Again, to pause, how bad is Donald Trump's vaccine? So bad that people who take it are more likely to die of COVID. Hmm. <laughs> Safe and effective. Yeah, I'm, that inspired me to go get my, I'm going to start with my booster, I think. Yeah. You know, I haven't gotten the first two, but I think I'm just going to go straight for the third. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's crazy just to see, you know, I mean, there's been studies coming out nonstop throughout all this thing. Like, you know, the science, the science on COVID has not stopped. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's nice to see a lot of people are finally waking up to some of the science that has been coming out nonstop. And all I want is just genuine, unbiased, non-politically charged discussion on the actual science the of this and not be pushing sort of authoritarian government policies and agendas. Let's just, and, you know, and also censoring a lot of this stuff and just have mm -hmm. real discussions uh, and just talk about things rather matter of factly. Happen. That would be great. You're you know? speaking crazy. Just some reason and logic based off of actual hard data. Wow, imagine.
Mm-hmm. You're gonna have fun in university. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Any final uh, thoughts, Alexa, before we wrap things up? Uh, I would say it was a pleasure to work with you, Dakota, and uh, it's just really sad. I hope you will uh, stay around and maybe you will jump back uh, when you will have the time. We never know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not finished for you here. Maybe yeah. you will want to come back. We never know. Absolutely. But it was a pleasure. It was really fun. And we keep in touch. So that's for sure. Absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you all for tuning in to the Rebel News Daily live stream, which airs every weekday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and Getter. All you YouTube folks, it's time for you to convert to, to Rumble, okay? It's time for you to just stop with the YouTube madness. Dakota, any final words before final words, we... Final thoughts. Before we go. Um, yeah, again, thank you so much, everyone. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us for this hour of the stream, even though we had our late start due to technical difficulties. We're at about an hour now. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I think, I, uh, I think I've said my bit. Until next time, guys, I'll see you all. Keep up the fight for what you believe in. Stay true to yourself. Stay safe. Stay free. God bless. Pray for this guy. <laughs> I will. <laughs> thank you. All right. So thank much. you, Alexa. Thank you, Dakota. See you all next Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Bye. Bye.